Welcome, everyone. Uh, as part of today's Office Hour episode, we'll, I'll be sitting down with Professor Edward Cho in the University of Michigan's Economics Department today. So how are you doing, first off, Professor? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, it's Monday, so the week's off to a good start. I'm really happy to be here and get the chance to learn more about you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. So uh, to kick it off, first, would you mind telling me a little bit about your, a little bit more about yourself, um, specifically about your background, and then uh, to have to have a little fun tone to it. What's something interesting that your students or the larger Michigan community may not know about you? Um. Yeah, good question. Uh, so, you know, I'm doing pretty well. Um, this semester has been nice to have in-person classes at this point. Uh, in terms of something that, you know, maybe students might not know about me. Well, um, I think most students know this about me, which is how much I, oh. Oh, oops, okay, yeah, something was happening with the Zoom. Um, let's see. I like to travel. Um, I like to go to different places. So most recently, I've been traveling more within the US just because of COVID. But uh, before that, I would try sort of exotic locations as in very sort of off the beaten path. Um, but that's been a little while. But um, yeah, I mean, one place that I went was uh, Indonesia. And that was a pretty fun place to go to visit. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So uh, looking a little bit more into your background, how did you decide to take the professional path you chose to as becoming a professor and what drew you towards a career in academia? Yeah, I mean, that's, um, there's a lot of, you know, what are the reasons that I did that? Well, you know, part of it is that you just kind of find things that you're good at at first and you're trying to build a career. Um, I think that you know, those are one of the things that you want to try to find something that you enjoy um, because you spend a lot of time doing it. Right. So I think in particular, I feel pretty lucky to be doing um, teaching students. And there's a lot of fun that I get out of teaching. I think, you know, any job has its pluses and minuses, but in particular, um, you know, get a chance to interact with young people who are very energetic and wanting to learn about the world and I can do that and I also can learn quite a bit from students as well but it's really about finding something at least for me it's it was finding something that I'm pretty passionate about. Awesome that seems like uh, it's been really fulfilling so far were there any other uh, career choices throughout uh, or excuse me career paths um, throughout the course of your lifetime that you uh, have also considered or have had experience with aside from being a professor? Yeah. Um, so right after my PhD program, so right from undergrad to PhD, I knew I wanted to go straight to academic, the academic side. So that was pretty certain. Um, but I think right after my PhD, I tried doing a little bit of litigation consulting and that was um, fun. I learned a lot of different things and, you know, got to work on cases that you know, would be in the front page of news. Uh, so that was, that was kind of fun to do. I think what I tend to sort of tell all my students is that you don't actually know what you really want to do until you do it. And so you learn lots of things about your wants. 
you might think you know exactly what you want. And that's what a lot of students are trained to sort of project themselves so they look more confident. But I would say, actually, you don't really know until you try it. And I think one of those things where when I went into the sort of litigation consulting or econ consulting, I wanted to try it and I did it for a year. Um, but I, you know, realized that teaching was really what I wanted to do. And so I ended up doing it for a little while, but switching over. Yeah, that sounds like another great experience. Uh, so um, thinking a little more specifically, I know that I had the pleasure of getting to take your Econ 102 class. Um, someone who recommended you for this podcast actually took um, 402 with you. Are there any, uh, aside from those, are there any other more specialized Econ classes that you teach at the university? Um, and which one, and what about these topics um, that you cover in those classes engages you most? Ultimately, why would you recommend a student to take it? Let's see, so 485, which is Law and Economics. I'm teaching that right now. Um, it's a pretty good course just because it's a lot to do with current events and applying economics to current events. I think it's easy to get caught up in the minutia, trying to understand like exactly what's happening. Um, but with economics, you have like a framework to think about things. And so once you learn that framework, things start to fall into place. And so when you start seeing current events, you start thinking about, you know, how do markets come, come into play or what are the cost and benefits or what are some alternative policies? And once you get that framework, new policies kind of fit within that framework. And so that's, I think, you know, it's kind of like this way to think about things. And I, I would say that is probably one of the biggest, you know, advantages of taking Econ 485 uh, Econ 396 is another one I teach every now and then, um, particularly in the summer, but it is a financial markets course and it is mostly well, for those who want to go into, not necessarily go into finance, but sort of know how financial markets worth uh, work, you know, whether it's the central bank, um, how they conduct their monetary policy, how to, how to different things, kind of how to interest rates spread. There's all sorts of different things you can learn from that. Awesome, for sure. Definitely seems like there's a lot of cool opportunities, not only within your classes, but across the UFM econ department. So a lot of great stuff there. Um, taking a little bit of a transition in the scope of this uh, interview, um, looking at uh, how you interact with students, what personally do you feel is most rewarding when you get to work with students? And if anything, uh, out of like all the possible like categories or reasons why, is there what, what frustrates you the most? So in terms of what's most rewarding, I think for a lot of students, it's going to be, or sorry, a lot of faculty. It's like watching people understand something for the first time and you see sort of a light bulb go off. Um, that is very gratifying. Um, I also think about, it's, it's fun for me personally when I see this happen. Um, and it just just interacting in general, you know, like with, other people, in particular, sort of energetic students. But um, I also, you know, feel sort of privileged to help students introduce them to the idea of economics. And that is, you know, I think most people think of economics as like picking stocks or, I don't know, doing business, which it has some elements of that, but primarily it's a way to understand the world and thinking about models. And so that 
to me is it's just fun to see that happen. Um, I think aside from, you know, those are some of the more fun things to do. If you're trying to think like, well, what's the most like difficult things to do in a job? You know, every job again has difficult parts. Um, and luckily, you know, I have a lot of GSIs and I have other people who help me deal with some of the other things. Like there's a lot of grading, right? And that takes time. And then I've done a lot of grading in my life um, and during my teaching career. Um, and I still do quite a bit, but some of that has kind of shifted off as the next crop of teachers learn how to do that and how to sort of go about doing those things. So it's like a continual process. Awesome. Um, so in your mind, uh, now thinking of what advice you could give to students, what are any secrets to success, whether it's in college or beyond? And what skills do you feel like, whether these are like technical skills or more so soft skills, students should build in order to best position themselves for their futures? Oh, I wish I had a good answer for you. Um, so I have, you know, the, the answer is that I don't really know exactly what are, you know, the specific skills you need because it can be very individual specific. Um, I think if I were to give any sort of general advice, it comes back to this idea of trying to find something you're very interested in because if you're not, you're just going to burn out. And that burnout, you know, you might, you might do it for like a year or two or maybe even three, but your life is long. You know, it's not just like, and everyone's so young, right? A lot of the, the median student is probably like graduating from college around 22 or mid 20s or whatever. And at that age, it's hard to know what's going to happen, but you have many, many years ahead of you. And if you can find a career that you really like, and it doesn't have to be perfect, right? Um, I think everyone's searching for that perfect job. Um, you want to, you know, my feel of it is to try to keep an open mind and find jobs along the way that. Um, you find that fit you. Um, so I think that would be my uh, general advice as opposed to like what attributes. I don't really particularly have an attribute. Yeah, for sure. I think that still seems like a great piece of advice that like anyone could use, very generalizable. And like ultimately it comes down to like doing stuff that you get the most out of. Um, so my last question on the day today would be, um, if you could think back again, this is like, this is uh, another like tough question. You could, uh, as you like to say in class, um, take a time machine back um, and give your, give your younger self any advice at the time you were going through college or give advice to an undergrad today, what would it be? And keep in mind, this is one piece of advice. I can't believe I'm saying this, but don't worry too much about grades. Yeah, um, any further rationale behind that? I, as a student, I can definitely relate to that. Well, I, it, it's, <laughs> it's funny because I was trying to give you like a one-liner so that you could have that. But if you're wondering about, well, you obviously want to do well and you want to focus on learning things. But one sort of below average grade or one grade that's not what you're used to or expecting in the grand scheme of things is not going to matter. And so at the time, you're going to sit there and let's suppose, so I'll tell you that when I was a freshman, I was so worried about grades, wondering like, how am I going to do in this new environment? How my grades are going to be? Because you've been doing that your whole life, right? Every, ever since like elementary, junior high school, high school, when you get to college, you're feeling the same thing. It's just a bunch of new people and new classes. Well, 
you know, even if you end up getting a lower than expected grade, after you've at the very end of your college career, that one grade is not going to make a real big difference. I think at the time it's very present and it's at that moment very strong, but you know, it's not going to really, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference in somebody's sort of life. Yeah, agreed. Um, one thing that like, I've heard a good amount is, um, I think it's like the five and five rule. Um, it's, um, I think the quote goes, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't worry about it for more than five minutes. And I think that's a really good summary of what, uh, what you just got at. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, not only, uh, Last question, but thanks for um, coming on to the podcast today. Really got to learn more about your experience about uh, teaching economics to students at the University of Michigan, why you find economics to be so important, and ultimately the advice you have to offer. So really appreciate you coming on. Have a great day. Um, and that is all for today's episode.